Welcome to I'm So Obsessed, where we talk with actors, artists, and creators about their work, career, and current obsession. I'm your host, Patrick Holland, and today my guest is actor Dallas Liu, who's in the Emmy Award-nominated show Pen15 on Hulu, as well as the upcoming Marvel film Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. This interview was recorded at the beginning of August over the internet with Dallas in Los Angeles and myself in South Carolina. And this was the day before Netflix announced that Dallas would be in the upcoming live-action version of Avatar, The Last Airbender. So you have this little uh, indie film. It's a Marvel film, and it's called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. What can you tell us about it? Uh, about the film, you know, th- to be quite honest, I know just as much as everyone else does. It, um, so when I was out there shooting, I didn't even get the full script. I only got my scenes and the scenes that I was partaking in. And uh, even those scenes that I had were in the beginning of the film. Um, so I guess reveal, I play Aquafina's brother um, in the movie, um, which... I mean, like, I would say, like, not a big deal, but I get to play Aquafina's brother, which is, like, pretty bad. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, I would, yeah, getting to play anything next to Aquafina would be pretty cool. But what is it like working with Aquafina? She seems, like, so cool, and her show, uh, Nora for Qu- from Queens, is so funny. What's she like on a set, especially on a big movie like Marvel, like a Marvel movie? Um, Aquafina, definitely an inspiration to me. Um, my experience with her was probably one of the greatest that I've had as an actor. Um, wow. She's given me a lot of great advice and um, just a lot of, I guess, words of affirmation um, telling me that, you know, I, was, I had a spot in this industry and that I could definitely um, become a top star if like I just you know kept working at it and that's what I had been doing um so to hear those words come out of her mouth speaking one-on-one was literally one of the greatest feelings in my life um and working with her uh incredible she yeah obviously I mean she's hilarious um it's hard to keep a straight face sometimes during scenes and uh I would say like she's extremely focused and a really hard worker. Um, she really pays attention to the details and uh, yeah, overall just a great experience. I say, as far as advice, do you remember a piece of advice she gave you that like kind of changed your outlook on, on something big or small? Um, yeah, she, she basically just told me to be patient that my time was coming. And, uh, and that, I mean, that's pretty much how I approached my acting career getting started just because I was at a weird transitioning age where you know I was either too young to play older or too old to play younger so um just been grinding and grinding as much as I can now in the trailer there's a fight scene that takes place on a San Francisco Muni bus and as a longtime Muni bus rider um well I don't really have a question about the scene I just thought it was really delightful seeing one of those buses get destroyed um, do you remember, all joking aside, do you remember your first day on the set and what your feelings were? It, it was sort of surreal for me because it was so many people. And I'm pretty sure that the first day I got there or the day that we started filming was actually the first day of filming for everyone. So, mm. it, I, I mean, 
it's kind of hard to explain in words, but I was just, it didn't really hit me, I guess, till I like went back to the hotel and like went to sleep, <laughs> you know, I was just like, kind of sitting laying down there. I was like, I just, I was, I did that. Like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I sensed that excitement. Um, can you tell me why it's important for a film like Shang-Chi to come out right now? Uh, well, obviously we had uh, the Asian community had uh, quite a bit of tough times um, during that whole, uh, you know, stop Asian hate movement. Um, and for, you know, um, the elderly, um, people my age, or even the younger kids to have an Asian American superhero, um, to see someone that not only looks like them, but also has the, comes from the same culture as, as them, I feel like it's just comforting for all of us, you know? I, I feel like Simu is making the whole Asian community proud. I mean, he's being a badass in these fight scenes, he's doing his own stuff while also just being seen. I mean, dude, he's huge and he's like ripped. So <laughs> when I got there, I was like, oh, you're, you're about that. So yeah. Okay, so Dallas, the name of our podcast is called I'm So Obsessed. What are you currently obsessed about? Anime. The anime that I have the most information and knowledge about is probably Naruto. It's the first one I started out with and um, getting invested in animes like that. You know, you end up watching YouTube channels, diving into different characters, the verses matches and all that. Um, and then, you know, you end up buying like the little frog wallet that Naruto has. And then it just, it, it goes on and on and on. But um, I, I only dove into Naruto probably four years ago and I, I finished it um after a long period of time since there are like <laughs> 800 episodes but um yeah naruto is definitely the one that got me started on anime and what is it about anime that like really catches your attention is it like the stories the characters or just the fact that there's like so much of it like talk about like binging during a pandemic that would be something very good to binge i would say what uh I guess gravitates me the most towards anime is like the fact that in acting in TV and film, you have an actor, he plays it great, but you can also find him in another film where he plays someone else. In anime, that guy that you love just got killed for no reason and you'll never see him again. And then they'll bring up flashbacks of all the cute moments that him and of all of his interactions with other characters and you end up tearing up. And I, I love like, the emotional aspect of what anime can bring. Oh, that sounds that sounds amazing. I love it. Um, I want to swing back just just touch about this martial arts background. How did you get into martial arts initially? What was the appeal? Do you remember um, what 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 captured your attention about it? Um, I had always enjoyed uh, this sort of action genre of entertainment as a kid. Um, I was deeply invested in Power Rangers growing up. So that was like my go-to. And then um, I went to preschool with Sugar Shane Mosley's son, Naji, and we ended up taking martial arts classes together. And that's where uh, I started. I mean, my dad kind of threw me in the dog pit because I was like very quiet and shy as a kid. And he's like, dude, I got to roughen you up a little bit. 
you're going boxing, you're going karate, like you're on your own in there. So, uh, I mean, obviously like as a kid, it wasn't because I was, you know, doing all that fighting. It was, I didn't like it, but as I got older, it, it had taught me so much and, um, how to control my emotions and how to handle them and things like that. So the life lessons from martial arts is what I enjoyed most probably. And does that spill over into acting at all? Cause I, I mean, it does seem like there's like, we talk about a uh, disciplined actor or so you have a certain level of discipline in martial arts. What, is there a correlation for you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, self-discipline is also one huge thing. Um, but there, I guess like in the sparring aspect, there's times where you're fighting someone and you need to know when you should be making a move or, uh, I mean, how to, I guess, make the right decisions at the right times. Um, and I think in acting, yes, you're, you know, diving into the emotions of the character, but you also, there are also cru crucial moments in a scene and the timing is really important. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, Pen15. This is probably what most people know you from, I would think, or one of the things most people know you from. Uh, you play uh, uh, Shuji, and what does that role mean to you now? Initially, like, I already held that role pretty close to me because Shuji's very similar to who I am as an older brother to my younger sibling. Um, I'd say I'm pretty rough with him, and I'm hard on him at times. But at the end of the day, it's just because I, I, I love my younger brother to the death. I mean, yes, I'm, this acting career is something that um, I'd like to make successful, but I, I also do this for my younger brother. I, I do it for my family, all of the time and hours that they put into me. So when I see Shuji um, being vulnerable, but also being the stronger older brother and comforting her, it's, it's extremely admirable. I mean, I wasn't that cool in middle school, so <laughs> kind of have that flex in there, but yeah. I feel like having not been a cool kid often in school often makes someone a little more well-rounded. So if they happen to be cool or people happen to have fan sites about them, like you, yeah. uh, they are a little more grounded about that. Do you, do you feel like that's part of uh, the case with yourself? Um. I feel like they've made me seem a lot cooler <laughs> on social media than I am. I, was um, saying, I saw your Instagram, by the way. Let's just be clear. <laughs> I'm teasing you. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think that I'm a pretty simple, easygoing person. Um, I like, I, I, I mean, before like um, acting really took over in my life, I, I think. I just lived like the life of an average kid. I you know, went to basketball practice, went to school, hung out with my friends at the park, went swimming on, in the summer every day. So, yeah. So going between like a project like Pen15, which is decidedly a comedy, there's some really uh, amazing moments of empathy and, and social justice on there to something like the Marvel, like, which is not a comedy. Um, how do you like fluctuate between those two things? Because a lot of actors would kill to get to do something like Pen15 or Marvel and you get to do both. Like, how do you go between two such different projects? I think um, 
I think it's really just self-discipline. Uh, being able to be organized, stay focused between the two. I mean, these, they kind of occurred around the same time. So it was a, a little bit to juggle as far as the scripts and um, switching between the characters, but it's not like, you know, I was Marvel one day and then Pen15 and then it just kind of went back and forth. Like we're working on the project separately. Not um, yet, wait to the sequels. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, totally joking. <laughs> um, but um, the Pen15 character that I had was a lot different. And some people would say like, it's harder to switch because of that, but Shuji is very similar to who I am in real life. So at the end, I felt like I really just got to play myself. I wasn't really acting all that much just because that's how I am with my younger brother. <laughs> and we talked a little bit about like the Marvel set or at least some of the moments you had on the set. What is it like on like, like Pen15? Is it like a very loose set or is it very like focused? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, Pen15, everyone is so sweet. And because I got to spend so much time with them, we all developed a, a very close um, relationship with each other. So there are times when I could go to Maya and Anna for um, personal advice about things going on in my life. And Pen15 is nominated for three Emmy Awards, including Outstanding Comedy Series, right? How does that make you feel? Yeah, I mean, to be on a project that is uh, receiving not only that much attention, but also the nominees. Um, I feel like I, I I worked on the character for a decent amount of time and really focused on it. So to see that I was able to play a part in them receiving those things uh, makes me happy because at the end of the day, this is Anna and Maya's project. So to, you know, be a part of their journey means a lot to me as well. Well, let me ask you this. So like you have gone through a, a number of big things and you have a lot of big things um, lined up in the future. And we mentioned that at the beginning of the interview, how do you stay grounded and centered? Is it your family and friends that gets like, they don't think of you as someone who's in a Marvel movie or um, is it stuff that you do a little bit of both? Uh, it's 100% my family and friends. Uh, I, I don't live in uh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. I'm about 45 minutes to an hour out. And uh, you wouldn't even think that they're both in California. They're so different. So having um, a tight, very tight knit, uh, small group of friends and uh, a family that is extremely supportive of my career, um, they are definitely what has kept me in the mental health space that I am right now. I mean, they, they don't treat me any different, which is nice. I, I love it. I mean, you know, I'll tell them about, oh, I, I'm, the Marvel movie's coming out. They're like, bro, like, that's great. But like, do you want to go bowling that day or not? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so yeah, I, I love that about them. All right, so we wrap up a thing we do called pick one and I give you a list of choices and you pick one. It doesn't mean the thing you pick is better than the other. Mm -hmm. Some of these are silly, but we just encourage you to talk things out. Mm -hmm. So the first one is silly. So the first one is pick one, Dallas the city, Dallas the TV show or the USS Dallas nuclear submarine. Uh, probably Dallas the city. <laughs> People uh, in elementary school I, I mean, I'm not the tallest person on earth and um, in elementary school, it's pretty small too. So 
people used to call me a big city little man. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'd say, does that also mean like, oh, you got to be like a Dallas Cowboys fan? Like, does that mean you have to like, I don't know if you're into American sports in the sense of like following football or whatever, but like, does that something that is like, yeah, all right, I guess I'm a fan of the Cowboys. <laughs> I felt that way. And I felt that way about the Mavericks as well. I mean, but I, I honestly just, I can't do it with the Cowboys, man. Not the Cowboys. And, uh, you know, I love Dirk. Uh, I'm a huge NBA guy, so I love Luca, of course. But as far as the team goes, uh, you know, I'm, I'm L.A., so uh, Lakers for sure. Yeah, you guys have a, you know, small franchise. And also, that is the correct way to look at Dallas. Mavericks all the way. Yeah, who cares about the Cowboys? <laughs> and, and if you get in trouble, he'll yell at me. Okay, so this last one. All right, we're going to go to anime on this. So pick one. Cowboy Bebop or Ghost in Shell? Okay. Ghost in the Shell, excuse me. Cow- Cowboy Bebop for sure. I love the dynamic between all the main characters and also um, my friend who introduced me to anime, uh, she actually made me watch it with her for a decent amount of time. And I, I didn't understand like the significance of the show, I guess, till after I'd watched other animes. And it has clearly the best theme song of any show anime or not <laughs> is just you know what i'm talking about like that music comes out you're like ba-da, 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 bang. <laughs> but seriously dallas thank you so much for taking time thanks for having me i want to thank dallas for chatting with me and i want to thank you for listening you can watch shang chi and the legend of the ten rings in theaters starting september 3rd also please take a moment and subscribe to i'm so obsessed on your favorite podcast app. And if you really like this episode, please rate it. Until next time, take care.